quitters never give up. Yo, Cheetah. What's up? I know this is pretty random, but some guy down the street gave me a really nice piece of salmon. That's pretty weird, but that's a nice fish. Let me show you a salmon dish that'll blow your mind. Hell yeah, let me put on some pants and I'll meet you inside. First thing, you gotta pat it dry. Take olive oil and rub it on both sides. Okay, I rubbed it in. What should we use to season it? We gonna, make we a gonna use a little miso glaze. Take sake, mirror, and the miso paste. Then you add a little sugar just to sweeten the taste. And a little soy sauce for the marinade. Okay, it's been an hour 30. I'm so psyched, my nips are perky. Chill out, man, let your nips relax. Turn the oven on, set, broil the max. Is it time to put it in the oven? Hell yeah, Hell you yeah. can do it now, and in 13 minutes, you can take it out. Wow, it's so juicy. Yeah, man, this shit's delicious, and you can do this with all kinds of fishes. All right, what's up, party people? It's episode 66, The Quitters Never Give Up. It is the party machine. Uh, let's start off with messages. Quitters never give up. It's Sear Caller Steve. Guess what? COVID. I got it. Up at a meeting for work in Berkeley, California. Driving home. Not feeling great. Monday. Test positive. So anyways, you guys keep up the funny, and I'm listening to the most recent episode, and the whole Rodney thing with Ralph was absolutely hilarious, and I knew for sure that was Rodney on the call to Loveline after listening to him for so many years. Listener Steve has the COVID. He's not too hot for COVID. That sucks. Where's the Cardi B song? Oh, can't do everything i didn't get it <laughs> okay. so. i don't think we had any doubts that it was rodney it was even when um psycho mike was like it's too late for ralph to be up <laughs> <laughs> all right next message quitters never give up this is your caller steve again and i've got a real no bitch moment here when talking at the end of the episode about arnell <laughs> there is no Arnell. It was Anel Rivers, A N E L. And uh, girl, Hala was a biz bit thing. So keep up the work. Love you guys. And I still have COVID. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Cool. And I still have COVID. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, either way, I got it covered just in case I mispronounced it one way or the other. Didn't we correct it? Didn't yeah, we no, say you didn't. Now? Go better, Steve. Get over that COVID. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we do the flashback that needs no introduction? Yes. Okay, this one's for the olds. Look, it's uh, 8.13. By the way, we are going to talk to our friend Jimmy Kimmel coming up in about uh, 20 minutes or so on the show. I don't like the, the CBS uh, television, as you guys know. I don't watch any of the CBS shows. Um, I don't, I'm not a two-and-a-half-manner. I'm not a CSIer. I'm not a without a trace. I don't watch any of those shows. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, if Dave has a great guest on, I'll tune into the Letterman show, but I prefer Jimmy. I usually watch him. 
With one exception, and that is 60 Minutes, which is a show that I've always watched. Because I love 60 Minutes. Right. Yeah, it's a great show. And it's a great show. I don't know when the last time was you stuck around on 60 Minutes till the very end. Don't. Andy Rooney, guys, is now 90. He's okay? got to be. He is. How he long? is 90. He How? turned 90 last month. <laughs> this is a new He's... show on CBS on Sunday nights. How long has he been doing the last little thing? Since 1978, he's been doing this feature. He's been working for CBS News since 1949. Oh, my God. And at what? Look, Paul Harvey, who died over the weekend, was 90 and kept working. And people thought he was doing a pretty good job. At what point when somebody's 90, though, do you go to him and go, Seriously, we're going to have to pull you off, dude. I mean, are they just hoping that he dies so they don't have to have that uncomfortable conversation and fire a guy who's been working for him for 60 years? I've seen that a few times, and I have never, ever understood his... All right. You guys are... Why they keep him on there? Do they not watch him? I don't know. You're going to think it's a Saturday Night Live sketch. Here's a little bit of Andy Rooney from last night's 60 Minutes. And now, a few minutes with Andy Rooney. When I write the name of a month in a script, I'm always surprised how some months are spelled. Okay, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't this grandpa talking at the home while he's having jello? I mean, this is not... And everybody everybody, looks around and goes, uh, just humor him. He doesn't know what he's saying. Just This guy is on a network on a top-rated show, and he's talking about how weird it is the way months are spelled. August is easy, but February is strange. February is spelled F-E-B-R-U-A-R-Y and not F-E-B-U-A-R-Y, the way we all pronounce it. Okay. Today is March 1st, of course. Most of us like March, but I think either May or June would win any vote we took to pick our favorite month. He's still what's happening? Talking. He. This is on. That it was on TV, Kevin. This show, sixty minutes, is usually in the top ten, right? Or and very respected. It's the best news. Sh- it's the best, yeah. and it was a and it was a great episode last night too. They did a whole story on the seven thousand people that have been killed in the Mexican drug war in the last two years. I mean, they really do great work on the show. Well, why don't they get rid of uh, Grandpa Nonsense? I just think nobody <laughs> wants to tell him. Well, but tell him. <laughs> January and February are too cold. July and August are too hot. Some people would probably pick September, but I don't like endings, and I think of September as an ending. What's happening we're hearing about his favorite month is it is this one of those deals where he just was everybody thought he was witty his whole life so anything that he thinks up he just goes to the air with i mean does, a good guess. does he have idea anybody that he runs his stuff by and goes <laughs> i talk it, about months for a while it doesn't seem like it it seems like it's there were times last night where I thought he was just making it up off the top of his head. I'm sure that's not, sure, not, not what was happening. But it doesn't seem like he runs it by anybody. It seems like he is his own editor. And the guy's pretty well respected. I mean, he's written 20 best-selling books or something like that. I mean, he's a war correspondent. I mean, the guy's done a lot of good work. But at some point, don't you send him to Puppy Lake or something? Well, uh, there are a few things that begin in September, of course, and I like those. The beginning of the television season, the beginning of the football season, for example. But like everything else, they're moving up the football season. Football used to start in October. Now it starts before the Baseball World Series that, are over. And that's good. Should that be World Series is over or World Series are over? What? He's just, he's just thinking uh, out loud, right? <laughs> what is he talking about? Andy doesn't know he's on camera. He doesn't realize he's at CBS News. He just thinks he's sitting at the breakfast table talking to his wife, right? His wife would commit suicide with that kind of conversation. Yes, Ralph. How 
dare you be? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Dare I you. knew you were going to come in and if say someone, he's my people. If That's... someone were to type this speech out, That's true. transcribe it, and post it on stronglywordedletter.com, <laughs> is this not exactly the kind of thing Bean would write in his blog? Look, I'm not on 60 minutes wasting valuable airtime on a real uh, show uh, on a uh, network. Uh, uh, yet you think what you write is interesting <laughs> just the way Andy freaking Rooney thinks what he says is interesting. It's the same thing. Except How I'm right. How dare you, sir? <laughs> Except I'm right. And Andy needs to go to Puppy Lake. Look, the guy's 90. Let him go home. Right? Let him go home. And let him go with you. That's man. correct. You guys hold hands when you go into the lake. I think I think that you're correct, Bean, except for you're the wrong person to bring it up. That's what Ralph said. <laughs> but if it's true, it's true. It doesn't matter who's saying it. If Andy needs to be put down, then Andy needs to be put down whether I'm saying it or you're saying he it. That's my no, point. not before you. No way. <laughs> All of a sudden, once you say it, Andy Rudy gets to be put. We've been saying it for 10 years about you. You're first. <laughs> and we've been pointing out every single time you say stuff like you that. You go first or nobody goes. <laughs> Although he, he has come to think of it. He is kind of right about how weird it is that February has oh, an R. Wait, 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 why does no one pronounce the R in February? It's daylight savings time when you need it. Bean is our Andy Rooney. <laughs> But I love how he gets, Bean starts laughing at the end. We should call into Cupertino chat and complain about the months. We should just do this very same topic and see what he says. See if it gets played. I like Good it. Good idea, yeah. I'm in. Do it, Edwin. Okay. No, you right? get in. Okay, here's, here's another fun one. Here's the headline, shocking but true. Michael Jackson, the king of pop's days are numbered, says a new report. Thriller hitmaker said to be in the clutches of a genetic disorder. His health is under deterioration as he is victimized by the crippling addiction of painkillers and booze. One source close to Michael says his condition is so far gone, I'd be surprised if he lasts six months. <gasps> really? Well, that's that's one report. Let's see what Michael Jackson himself has to say. We've got him on the phone this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show on Kid Rock. Michael? Good morning, Kevin and Bean. How are you? We're good. What's that beeping? That's that's my new fat beat that I'm laying down for my new track. That really? Because it sounds, sounds like a heart like... monitor at a hospital. No, yeah. no, it's, it's a fat beat. <laughs> It's okay. awful. No no one wants to hear that sound. My name is Michael ja- Jackson, and I'm feeling yeah, that... really good. Can you stop laying down the fat beat or no? No. Yeah. I can't. Okay. That's odd. By the way, I'd love to hear Michael Jackson try to rap on a record. That Me would be too. very entertaining. Uh, what about this report? He's in really, really bad shape. He's been sick, uh, he's been sick no. for six to eight months, and he keeps getting worse. What about that? That is completely ridiculous. I have no idea how any of these... <laughs> Rumors get started. What? What? It sounded Did like your a heart guy... just stopped? No. It sounded ridiculous. like your fat beats got stuck and then someone yelled clear. Why, why are you spreading all these lies? <laughs> I couldn't be more healthy and I'm really looking forward to... Oh. Putting together a new album. Wow. And even touring once, once the new album's completed. Okay, uh, before you tour, you have to be able to walk. Are you even able to do that at this point, or are you stuck in bed, I like can, the story says? Of course I can walk. That's ridiculous. I've been working in the dance studio, working on some new moves. Mm-hmm. I've uh, got the moonwalk back okay. better than ever. And I think that... Clear! 
<laughs> People are really going to be impressed when they see some of the new trademark dances I put together. Are you going to bring that doctor with you on tour that can start your heart every 30 seconds? Dr. Omar? Yeah. Yes. What? He'll what? be traveling with me on tour. What's his name? His name is... <laughs> By the right, way, don't, uh, add, don't add lib, Dr. Omar. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, by the way, uh, one of the friends of yours, Michael, that's quoted in this story suggests that painkillers and booze is what sent you on the downward spiral. I think you've been spending too much time with Dr. Omar. First of all, painkillers and booze are great, <laughs> but I don't need them. You don't? No. That's just for fun, because my health has never been better. I've never been more vigorous. I see. In fact, I plan on doing some MMA fighting also. <laughs> right after I record my new album. There's no way. Is Dr. Omar laughing? There's no possible way you're going to fight MMA. No, I will. Nope. I will be I will be in with Randy Couture. I don't see that happening. Or Haute Couture. Or one of the Couture family. We'll Maybe Juicy. Together. Juicy Couture. <laughs> we will be in the, in the octagon. Yeah. And I will be... Dropping some bows to the dome. <laughs> Michael, um, it, everything you're saying is contrary to everything that we're reading between the lines here, which is that you're very sick and possibly dying. That could not be less clear. True. <laughs> okay. I guess we'll have All to right. take your word for it. I guess you will. Good luck with that fat beat. All right. Good luck with clear. The aggressive doctor there. Right. <laughs> well, it's like a military grade clear. <laughs> well, and then Michael Jackson um, did the This Is It tour after this. Um, what, and what month is this? Around March 2009. And then um, in beginning of April, he said that's when he starts the This Is It tour or announces it. And then I'm on April 10th right now and Farrah Fawcett's sick. And they're just reporting on her cancer and stuff. Because didn't they die on the same day in December? Yeah. 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 Oh. They they died in June. Oh That's wow! Michael Jackson died June twenty fifth, two thousand nine. So this is okay. Yeah, like three months, and the doctor on tour, he's the one that gave him the propofol and right. painkiller, which is wow. This is like the Simpsons Simpsons knew it kind of thing. Yeah, but they wow. kept saying that when he was rehearsing for the tour, he looked great. And then, so did he die just from the anesthesia, from the, what happened there? Or what, yeah. did he just die because he was getting sicker and sicker? I never heard that. I remember that it's the, Conrad Murray gave him too much, uh, allegedly. I don't know if he was convicted, so I'm just going to say allegedly. The doctor apparently gave Christopher. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get a suit. <laughs> he gave him too much uh, propofol, and that's what killed him. So. Crazy. Wait, are um, you suggesting that this is like the Simpsons predicting something when people close to him who actually knew him were predicting his he was dead? Well, it is because you look back four months, Kevin and Bean are are talking about his doctor going on tour with him, having to resuscitate him, all that stuff. It's uh, right, but that's based on actual evidence. That's based on the story, but they didn't do the doctor. The story right, was just... but we're talking about you're talking about the Simpsons like putting Twin Towers burning on like an episode that like was very clearly like just a very uh, freaky coincidence versus versus like doc of uh, people close to him allegedly saying that. Well, it it's freak it's <laughs> freaky in the sense of the doctor was on tour with him. Yeah, the doctor reviving. 
So Dr. Omar playing Dr. Conrad Murray, it's freaky in that sense. Didn't he, uh, didn't, was it him or Mike that actually played Dr. Conrad Murray and like played Jamaican music? I think it might be a little bit appropriate. Yeah, that was Psycho Mike, yeah. All right, shall we do the, what are we doing? Uh, The week that was. The week that was. 2011. (laughs) Press the button, my friend. Send me back into time. Edwin. No, Edwin. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a new day. Our feature presentation. Our second day. And yet we know it is going to happen because God declares it. So we just wait. So that was Harold Camping. He's the guy that predicted the end of the world on May 21st. So Bean did a special little tribute to him on the opening montage of the week. We look at this beautiful sunshine of today. We look at everything. It looks so solid. You mean it's all going to be gone? How can it be? It's so impossible, and yet we know it is going to happen because God declares it. So we just wait. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. We've never, never, never experienced anything like this, and the day of judgment begins. Oh, my People should be praying, 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 because it's still the day of salvation. Isn't that tremendous that even at this late stage, God is still saving people? It is going to happen. It is going to happen. There's no possibility that it will not happen. Dumbass. Our feature presentation. That's my fears. He's going to try again this weekend. <laughs> I was, uh, I was underwhelmed by the rapture. <laughs> so, but you can see how he got so much publicity and got so many followers with that dynamic style there. Right. I, mean, I, I believed him, even though I know it didn't happen. <laughs> Wait, that oh. one was, um, that was in 2011, right? But then wasn't there the Mayan calendar in 2012 as well? Or is that yeah. the same one? No, different one. Okay. Also a different guy. Yeah. Yeah, his name was Harold Camping. He owned the uh, Family Radio Network. Had a big Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did he figure out out that date? Oh, I can't remember. I wasn't... After listening to those clips, I got too bored to go do much more research. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was all very exact science. Well, because like uh, Seventh-day Adventist, the guy that invented that church, invented it based on the world ending in like... uh, Nineteen like eighteen ninety something, and he he used uh, scriptures and math equal faux math equations to figure out the date, and of course they showed up to the place where the rapture. Well, it wasn't called the rapture back then. Where the apocalypse going to happen? Nothing happened, so he went back and did it again. And so a couple of years later, they went back and did it. That's all over right. Again. That's right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> guy did the same thing. I think he predicted the end of the world in 1994. That didn't happen. And then he tried 2011. And I think they interviewed like him or one of his officials and they 
punted it forward to October of 2011. So you're still hanging on it back at those days. Uh, let's see, on the 23rd, this was the Monday show, uh, System of a Down had been off for a while. I think they hadn't performed a concert in five years at this point. But they had a forum show and uh, mugs went. So I thought this was an interesting story. Tell me about the Mosh Pit of Armos. Oh, my gosh. I might have been <laughs> right. a good band. Yeah. I was uh, I was in the pit with Nicole, beautiful sure. Nicole Alvarez. Sure. And w- we might have been, we probably were the only two non-Armenian people in there. Mm-hmm. So... They wanted to test our skills. You know, they wanted to see if we could hang with the, with the with, right. with the rest of the crew, the Armenian crew. So they kick and your ass, I've, and then Nicole kicked their ass. Oh my god! <laughs> I've been in so I've been in a lot of pits. Right. I've never been wrecked so hard yeah. in a, really in a, in a show at a show. Before. It was by Nicole, wasn't it? No, she's way tougher than you. I almost took Nicole out. My shoulder oh, went right into her face. Sweet. <sighs> I got blindsided. I got whiplash. I blacked out for two seconds. It was it was fantastic. A crazy you That's blacked a good show. out. Yeah. You got you got Glendale, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we call it? Yeah. So was this the start of the Bear Mug and Nicole Love Connection? Must have been. Yeah, remember yeah. they got married for a short while. Yeah. I was trying to find the exact date. I couldn't really find it. it seemed to be around 2016, I guess, and they were only married a year. I thought so, it was much uh, later than that. I couldn't. Uh, it was weird. I couldn't find an exact date. I found an Instagram post of Stryker, and it said 294 weeks ago he was at Muggs' wedding. So I I tried to calculate that. That's like five and a half years. I see our research department is looking this our, up. Our research department is working on it, yeah. Oh, it was 2016. Damn. Oh. Yeah, well, um, Evie's only six years old or five years old. When he talks about his daughter, she's only like six years old. So it's only- Well, it was a shotgun wedding, right? Well, I remember they were very uh, covert about it. <laughs> They didn't talk about it for a long time when they were dating. They didn't talk about it when they got married, when they got divorced. It took a long time for it to come out. And everyone always said, oh, you know, Muggs outkicked his coverage on that one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Nicole fan. She's a very pretty girl, very talented. I love Nicole. So anyway, sorry, Muggs. Sorry it didn't work out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Here's a big time celebrity birthday for me. Happy birthday to Pac-Man. I want to give a big shout out to Pac-Man. Pac-Man Jones? No, no. Pac-Man. Oh, just Pac-Man. You know, the little yellow dude. Sure. Who uh, eats ghosts. Right. Pac-Man. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. All right. We'll give him a little shout-out. Now he's a listener. We've had him on the show from time to time, and I just wanted to give him a big shout-out. How old is Pac-Man today? 31 right? years old today, Bean. Yeah! Probably not as fast. Pac-Man was released <laughs> on May the 22nd, 1980. Can you believe it was that long ago? We first saw that little yellow bastard eat those power pellets and just start kicking major ghost ass. That was the last video game I played because I realized then that uh, video games had peaked and they would never be any better. And uh, we remember the famous sound effect. Bean would often use this when someone died. Yep. Some people thought it might be in poor taste. I cracked up every time. (laughs) Uh, A birthday of an actual flesh and blood human was Bob Dylan. That's May 24th. And he happened to do, well, they did a bit where Bob Dylan talked about the end of the world, about the Harold Camping guy. (laughs) I am born again. Oh, oh, so you're fine. You're fine. You're rapture. rapture. You're being okay. rapture. Okay. <laughs> what a segue, ladies and gentlemen. That was sweet. He's a pro. Oh, I hope he raps. Oh, yeah. Ready? Yep. <laughs> I can rap if that's all. <laughs> 
Okay, Bob. Oh, we, we got it. You think Bob will be able to be understood when he goes up to heaven? Oh, that's a good point. Hey, uh, Bob. Okay, Bob. We got, it, guys. we got it. Are you done? All right. We don't need to. All right. We'll talk to you next time, Bob. All right. We'll, we'll see you in heaven, Bob. All right. All right. I want a real Bob Dylan cover of Rapture so much now. Uh, let's see. They were doing the Wheel of Celebrities to give away tickets to the Weenie Roast. And every once in a while, a contestant comes on that's just really funny. So listen to Danny. And uh, Ralph was doing his Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. Danny, you've been listening on hold. How have you been doing so far with the other, uh, the other contestants' I've had choices? I've them all right. So you better wow. Hey, okay, with the S word. Not so much from you. Yeah. Easy. That's all wow. Right. That I like a girl with a filthy mouth. I'll that's that's hot. That's incredibly hot. <laughs> Would you like to have a love child with me, Daddy? Let's do it, Arnold. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, what do you say? You Forget your... the stupid game. Let's just have hot sex. Uh, read the lyrics. All right, all you right. read the lyrics. One more kid. All right, one more kid. More <laughs> Jeez, do Annie's doing voices. Come on. I love it. All right, here's the, here's the lyrics, okay? Okay. See, people, they don't understand. No, girlfriends, they can't understand. Your grandsons, they won't understand. On top of this, I ain't ever going to understand. Ha, <laughs> ha. That's hot. <laughs> that is hot. That is hot. What do you think, Danny? Big, big song, popular, popular band, play in the Weenie Rose, title and artist, please. Uh, how about the Strokes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. What happened? Because didn't we all get the idea she had no idea? This yeah, is but then she came up with it. She did. Thinking about having sex with me. <laughs> okay. All right. Inspirational. Danny had her own little chunk there. She was matching Ralph's uh, impression. <laughs> She's That's awesome. Yeah, let's see if she won or not. Danny's the winner. Danny's yeah! the winner. Yeah, Arnold, you rock, man. Kevin and Bean. That's her doing Arnold. Ah, that's the worst uh, impression of me I've ever heard. <laughs> so she won. You don't have to have a great impression to win, I suppose. Okay, now we're going to go a little bit <laughs> off book. I got a request here from the great Christopher. They mentioned that Charles Nelson Riley died on May 25th. And he wondered, did I have any clips from Charles Nelson Riley? Well, of course I do. How's that for a topper? Wait, That's we, from... should, we should play this Lindsay note, because Lindsay looks completely lost. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little bit. I didn't to ask. I know she won't know what that is. Can you, can you play it again? How's that for a topper? Lidsville. Doesn't ring no a bell. No idea. No. Okay. Uh, Sid Marty Croft. Have you heard of uh, Puffin Stuff? HR Puffin Stuff? I that was the most famous it before. They made weird puppet live action TV shows for Saturday morning. Land of the Lost, Puffin Stuff were their two most famous. Anyway, that was Lidsville. That was Charles Nelson Riley. He was a staple on Broadway before he went into TV. He was in the original cast of Bye Bye Birdie, Hello Dotty, Dolly, and he won a Tony for How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. He actually won an award? Charles Nelson Riley? Yeah. He was actually yeah. famous for something? Yeah. Wasn't it Kevin Stockdale that had the HR Puff and stuff swag? Wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah Charles uh, Nelson, I only know Charles Nelson Riley from game shows. And well, I was just going to say, match game. Yeah. Well, yeah, when we were kids growing up, that's all we knew him for is like match game. He was a guy 
it was famous for being famous. And kind of all he did was like match game and stuff like that. He was famous for being weird. <clears throat> I remember he was a very he was a, um he was also on Rowan and Martin's Laughing. Uh he was in Love American style. Um so he kind of had Dick Van Dyke Doris Day shows. So he had his fame was more in the 60s and 70s and so then he kind of moved on after that. Yeah. Younger audiences might know him. He was in an episode of X-Files. It's called Jose Chung's yes. from Outer Space. And he played the reporter that was interviewing everybody. And I remember I saw that. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Charles Nelson Riley. And it was really good in that. A uh, couple of other new things he was in. He was the Dirty Bubble in SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> Funny character. And The Simpsons kind of appropriated his little mannerisms for a couple of their episodes. This is one from... Um, it's the one called The Sweetest Apu, where they catch Apu cheating on his wife. Oh, Apu, you keep scoring while my back is turned. <laughs> so that's that was kind of his little affectation that um, Nelson, Riley, Nelson Riley would do. <laughs> so he, he lives on in The Simpsons and as the dirty bubble. So I thought you'd play a clip of a game show or something and then move on. I didn't, I didn't expect it to be the Charles Nelson Riley podcast. <laughs> well, also, what else uh... We've just forgotten parts of his name. <laughs> Call him Nelson Riley. I just know him as Charles Riley. So there's your little thing. He died on May 25th. I guess Ralph brought it up, but he didn't bring enough details for Christopher. So there's my salute to Charles Nelson Riley, one of the good ones. And uh, that's it for the week that was. Uh, wonderful. All right. Podcast roundup. Nailed it. Ow. You get it, Edwin. You want her to promote your podcast. We got it. Say hello to happy goodbye to the blue janky podcast. I love getting actual hard in my hand. So if you're teabagging, make sure you're the first one to teabag. Be the teabagger, not the teabaggy. The beginning of another episode. But this time it's a little different. I had a friend named Muggs who happened to die. And now we have a special guest host. To do, 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 do. Hi. Not your turn yet. I got to introduce you. <laughs> Shush. Shush, lady. All right, uh, podcast roundup. Uh, that was uh, Janky Town Dave and his lovely voice. Muggs had a dental emergency and uh, he couldn't be there for the show. So Cupcake Kelly filled in and uh, she brought her tiny mic. So this tiny <laughs> mic and and uh, you sent me a picture of, of yourself with a mic and it's it's freaking hilarious. Yes. At the board meeting, you came and brought your little tiny mic <laughs> and showed it to us and showed us around. It's very funny. It's a very teeny tiny mic. So tiny. Where is that teeny tiny mic right now as we record this? <laughs> it's being held in between my boobs for stability. <laughs> so I have a mic stand and you have a boob stand. Yeah, exactly. And, I'm hands-free. And how how is it that you sound better than beer mug? <laughs> I think it's the boobs. It has to be contributing to it. <laughs> just hold it. Just holding it tight. Yep. Just so keeping it nice and warm. If you go on Janky Town's Twitter, you'll see the picture of Kelly holding her little teeny tiny mic. And that's what you go to Jankytown for, some audio tips. They so go... she's recording it from outside? I don't know where she's recording from. I... They just mentioned her tiny mic and her boobs. Uh, that's all the audio tips we got. So. 
Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't pristine quality like we're known for. <laughs> <laughs> you heard the birds, right? Yes. She Show has birds. birds. Yeah, okay. Birds. Oh, she she has birds at her actual house? I believe so. Because uh, they they commented on her damn birds before. So there you go. Audio tips from Jankytown. Uh, previously, Dave had mentioned that he had never seen the original Top Gun, and uh, he put out a poll for the Janksters on whether Top Gun is a good movie and whether he'll like it, and then he gave his review. Uh, Christopher Rosales said, it's too old, Dave won't like it. <laughs> I was like, okay. All right, so here's my quick review of the original <laughs> Top Gun. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, when it comes to legendary status... It does not hold up. Yeah. But I could see back in the 80s how people were so stoked about it. Yes, exactly. First of all, the jet scenes. It was really like lackluster. Like now, back then, maybe it was a big deal. So Janky Town hero Christopher uh, sent in that it was too old. And pretty much that was true. You know, this is so funny because my roommate and his friends literally went out to see it last night and had almost the exact same review as you did. And they were the they were of the era of the original Top Gun. Wait, what was the review of the new one? It's basically like not as mind blowing as like it's it doesn't it doesn't hold up really. It's not uh, amazing. Well, I can see yeah. that though. I mean, but and yeah, back in what eighty six, eighty seven when that came out, there was the soundtrack and everything that was movies. That's why you My went to the theater. Just texted me that she saw it yesterday and loved it, and then she said she was mad because Kelly McGinnis wasn't in it. And when they asked her why, she said, "Well, I'm too old and fat." And my friend said, well, I'm ill. <laughs> so I'm okay, I agree. <laughs> and isn't the premise that like, it was Goose's son? That's the new Maverick? Isn't that the premise on the new story, the new movie? Uh, yes. Goose's mm-hmm. son is in it and is mad at Tom Cruise, Maverick, for coming because he killed him. I don't know. Okay. It's a, I don't know. I Tom Cruise, to me, is like the band U2. I mean, I can re- respect what they do. I like a couple of their songs, but I, I'm not really interested. You well, know, I, I think like he he is capable of like carrying a series on his back because he's done Mission Impossible for so long. So you would think that like if anybody could revive something and and make it you know like 2022 worthy, it would be him. But it sounds like not even him was he was able to. It just depends on who you talk to because uh, on Cup of Tea in a Chat they talked about. In cans, everybody was losing their minds over Maverick. Everybody was saying it was great. It was fantastic. I've heard good things about can? it, but I don't know. Isn't it cans? Cans? Like Giant the film festival cans? cans? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I thought it was con, but I could be completely wrong. But if they said cans in the actual podcast, too, like I don't want to call yeah. them out and correct them. No, con was the guy from Star Trek. <laughs> or is it DJ Omar Khan? Exactly. Con! Okay, so Dave hates old movies, but he loves meatballs. In another round of Does Lindsay Know? Does Lindsay Know the movie Meatball? Mm-hmm. Hey, Edwin? Edwin? Are you asking Lindsay... me if she will? I'm going to say no. And no? No. I'm going to say no, too. Do you know Meatball? You're not talking about Claudia with a chance of meatballs? No. Huh? What's that? No. There's Claudia with a chance right of there. meatballs? The <laughs> book, and then it turned into a movie? Oh, I've seen that. It's a good movie. Yeah. It was like raining food or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, my kids love that movie. Animated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's have Dave explain Meatballs, the movie, and some other classics. 
You, oh, you don't know about meatballs, huh? You're too young. No, I don't know about that. I was like, what do you mean? Like, in the dining hall where they would have meatballs? Like, no, the classic movie Meatballs. Kelly, you have you have some work to do. Do I need to write this down? Okay. Yeah, you need to see Boys in the Hood. I'm not going to see Stand By Me, so so no, don't worry about that. But That's you okay. need to see Boys in the Hood and Meatballs. Okay. It's you would actually like these. Well, Meatballs you would love. It's Bill Murray's in it, too, so... Oh, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. Say no more. Wait, but um, let me make sure it's really meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. is that the name of it, or is that just what I call it? <laughs> but I've yeah, done meatballs, like... meatballs two, meatballs three. No, just only <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Yeah, there is, but just meatballs. They're... Oh, it's from the fuck. It's 1979, but okay. that this movie was so fucking funny, and it's so like, it's so like uh... a spicy meat the boat. So Lindsay, do you know what meatballs is now? No, just, no, I don't. I just was said a, it was a '79 movie, so we know that much. His his description brought it to life. It's a Bill Murray movie, and uh, he's a camp counselor, and uh, it's a coming of age teen R-rated movie. It's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. It has probably the best motivational speech in a movie ever. Like all of them. You know, the, the Independence Day speech is garbage compared to the speech. And it's actually a speech that I think fits Janky Town. So I'm going to play that speech or a little bit of that speech for you guys. That's just the attitude we don't need, Phil. Sure, Mohawk has beaten us 12 years in a row. Sure, they're terrific athletes. They've got the best equipment that money can buy. Hell, every team they're sending over here has their own personal masseuse. Not masseur. Masseuse. But it doesn't matter. Do you know that every Mohawk competitor has an electrocardiogram, blood and urine tests every 48 hours to see if there's any change in his physical condition? Do you know that they use the most sophisticated training methods from the Soviet Union, East and West Germany, and the newest Olympic power, Trinidad Tobago? But it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter! 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 So, th- th- there's about a minute more of that speech. You want to keep going? I'm good. Okay. Go for it. No, I think you should. Okay, because you're going to just cut it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep it up. I would keep it up. say this, Christopher. Isn't the... Uh... Speech by John Belushi, a little bit more inspirational when he talks no. about bombing Germany and everything. <laughs> no, the Animal House speech. Yeah, Come I knew on, that. You... I knew that. I knew that. It, it, this ends with the chant of "It doesn't matter." And there's actually, if you go on YouTube, there's actually philosophers that break down this whole philosophy of "It just doesn't matter." It's brilliant. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm actually a bigger fan of Meatballs too. I thought it was a deeper and open fan <laughs> movie. Did they do a Family Guy parody of that? I think you're right. That just doesn't matter. Because I recognize that, like, small string is... It's iconic. All right. On the Ralph Report, uh, they talk scavenger hunt. Today's also National Scavenger (laughs) Hunt Day. I love me a good scavenger hunt. I could do without. Oh, they're so fun. I don't really care for one. Shut up. You've never done an adult scavenger hunt? No. Oh, they're so fun. No, they're not. You got a bunch of couples together, whatever, and you hand out. It's like an escape room bullshit. You hand out the list of of things you got to find. Fucking hate forced fun. It's not forced at all. It's like escape rooms, man. It's the same bullshit. It's just a game with rules. Yeah, you get all couples together, and they take a picture at the end. No. 
It just seems so forced. It's just a game. Yeah, no. Why is it forced and fake? Every time if someone... I'm doing it voluntarily, no one's forcing me to go on a scavenger hunt. If you ever see me on a scavenger hunt, I'm being forced to do it. Scavenger hunt, yes or no? Sounds I'm cool. in. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do escape rooms. I think they're fun. It's not forced, Eddie, forced fun. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, when you go mushroom foraging, that's like a scavenger hunt, trying to find mushrooms. So similar, but different. I, I like, go mushroom foraging all the time. I'm sorry, right? what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to go, you know, it's similar, but different. You kind of got to know where to look, mushroom foraging. What the hell are you talking about? Hunting for mushrooms, like a scavenger Wait. hunt. But <laughs> aren't mushrooms? You, not a scavenger hunt. Why do you have to go hunting for mushrooms? Like they're dead already. <laughs> um, <laughs> so morels you can't buy at a grocery store. You can't buy bo- well. You can buy dried bolets in a grocery store. Puffballs are just random. So no, they just grow wild in the forest. But- it, she, she means picking them to eat them later. Yeah, that's called hunting. Mushroom hunting, yeah, or foraging. or foraging, yeah. It's yeah. We forget Jen lives in the woods because I yeah. <laughs> I can't mushroom forage where I'm at. But. Yeah, there's not a lot of mushroom foraging where I am either. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask about a Kevin and Bean scavenger hunt, but let's just move on. Um. <laughs> Wait, remember they, they used to do contests one. for yeah. like some of the big ticket uh, yes. concerts. Yes. I'll never forget the they wanted an inky bus. <laughs> I was going to say that. God damn it! The inky bus is what the only one I remember. <laughs> that still cracks me up to this day. <laughs> Sorry, was that loud? Was that too loud? Hey, I'm like you. I still remember it. It still cracks me up. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember them doing scavenger hunts, and but I was just maybe a current one. But I, I don't know. You bust, yeah. Still, I one of my it. favoriteest movies of all time is Scavenger Hunt from the '70s. <laughs> scavenger, what is that? Stay on target. <laughs> Stay on target. <laughs> So many old references in this show. I know, this is an old Andy Rooney and everything. Bean and me and that's it. (sighs) Okay, so the Cup of Tea in a Chat show has been taken over by Harry Styles. Uh, This is the only clip I will play from Harry Styles on Cup of Tea in a Chat or Harry Styles Chat on Cup of Tea in a Chat. Because those Harry Styles fans Mm -hmm. are some of the most delusional, wackadoodle fans ever. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got from that, actually. Harry Styles, and I said skip. A good thing we have Steve on the Ralph Report, though, to put everything right. Um, Hey, David Bowie stroke Mick Jagger tribute act Harry Styles is in the news. (laughs) What's up with Harry? But Harry Styles has appeared on the BBC and taken part in their show, Bedtime Stories. Let's have a quick listen. Hello, I'm Harry. Welcome to my house. I love it here. I like to listen to music and read and hang out with my friends. Bloody hell. His voice alone is enough to send me to sleep. So, there you go. That's our Harry Styles chat. Damn, I don't understand why they're talking about Harry Styles. Uh, let's see. Bean brought in a Ukrainian love story. May I counter mm. with a love story that has everyone in the UK talking today? Oh, my God, yes. This is a couple that have been together for 10 years, not married. Tony and Lorna, they uh, have two kids, age six and age four. They put up on Facebook, and this is what you do, is you say, I am making my home available as a place for a Ukrainian refugee. And the first person to respond is a young lady who is 22 years old and hot. <laughs> How? 
is this a love story? You started saying this is a UK love. What is happening? As days passed, Sophia would no Tony at the gym, and they would talk in his car at home. I hate this. I realized we were finding excuses to touch and brush against each other. It was very flirtatious. This is awful. I am mad. Was getting really bad, and there was an explosive row between the women that left Sophia in tears, saying she no longer felt she could live in the same house as Lorna. Tony says, I told Lorna, if she's going, I'm going. Wait, they have kids, correct? Yes. This is disgusting. And now the kids disgusting. now the kids have a hot new stepmom. I'm saying there's some positive, oh, positive side God. here to this, right? Allie, the relationship of 10 years ended no. in a space Mm-mm. of just 10 days. So, being with a very romantic story of, uh, yeah, that was a tough story to listen to. I don't know what to say about it. It was just hilarious, though. Because I was on great news, and... Uh, one of those things that Bean would bring in, surprise everybody. I know, when it was on Great News, I was cracking up. Let's go over to Allie and things that she believed as a child. I remember on K-Rock, we did a segment on what did you believe when you were younger that obviously wasn't true. And I believed that if I turned the TV off and ran to the bathroom, I came back and turned it back on. By the way, is this me like pulling out a knob? And it would be at that same place. So I tell that and they're like, you idiot, what is wrong with you? And then Beer Mug comes into the studio. I'm like, oh God, he's here to save me. He said, I thought when I wanted to watch a show and I would turn it on, that they were performing that show just for me at that moment. So, you know what we do here on the Roundup? We'll uh, go back to the archive and listen to that original clip. Allie told us a story. When she was a kid, she used to think that you could turn off the TV and then it it would pause there. Yeah, if you had to go to the bathroom or get a popsicle. And then she would come back to the TV and expect it to pick up where it left off. I tried it numerous times. Thinking maybe it just, I didn't press it in oh, hard didn't enough. didn't do it right. Yeah, yeah. How long? Like, until like last year? A couple of years ago. Oh. No, this was, so when I was like five or six, I would be watching Croft Superstars, that type of thing. And you have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Your parents aren't up. They can't turn it off for you. Right. So you would press what? the off button. So you would turn it off because your understanding was it would stay there. It would there. stay at that point. Because otherwise you would just leave it on. Right. Okay. Come Look. back in, and they had strangely continued the show, which is just bizarre. Someone didn't love you enough when you were little, did they? Well, that doesn't have anything to do with mm. it, but you might be right. I'm going to give Allie, and uh, if you're five, I give Allie and all the kids the benefit of the doubt because television and, and radio and movies, they're just magic when right. you're that age. You can't begin, There's no way you can begin to understand how that stuff I works. I still don't get how it works, Bane. <laughs> but I mean... In Allie's mind, watching TV was like reading a book. And if you open a book and leave it on a certain page and go away, when you come back, it's still on the same page. So that kind of makes sense to me. But Thank every you, time she did it, it, it failed. It, a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, a we couple. brought in Beer Mug because he can always top on the dumb scale. Yeah. How dare you? Mugs, when you were a kid. When I was a kid, uh, it all started when I watched Ghostbusters on VHS, the first one. I used to think that when I put the VHS tape in the VCR, that somehow all the actors in the movie were standing by to act out the movie for me. So they were live someplace else. Yes. 
Why? But you understood you were putting a tape in a machine. I did, and somehow I thought that tape was a signal to them to, to hey, start somebody's act- watching. Yes, start acting again. Exactly. I don't know why. I I two was yeah. five years old. Yeah. That's what I thought. I bet a lot of kids growing up thinking the radio was just bands standing by yes. waiting to play. Yeah. I have read that in numerous accounts of people's lives where they have said they are amazed that the Beatles were up at 2 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and, and ready to perform. <laughs> like, how do they – when do they sleep? They seem like they're always able to play. Look, a lot of – that's the thing, man. When you're learning as you go, you've you got to figure all that stuff out. It totally makes sense. Agree. And right. you still can't get pregnant in a hot tub, right? Th- that's correct. Okay. That, that actually is true. By the way, Kevin, is it only that you don't remember? Because I can't imagine you, of all people, How? don't have. I'm just saying. I can't remember. You you do kind of have trouble navigating the world today as an adult. I just I can't imagine what, what 10-year-old Kevin was thinking. I don't know. So that was the whole recap of uh, what you believed as a kid. And Allie's doesn't seem as dumb as Bear Mugs. A couple of things to note. It was actually the Ghostbusters VHS, VHS tape that he thought uh, just had Bill Murray on call. <laughs> I don't know. Are, kid, are any kids really that dumb? <laughs> I, I want to hear what Kevin thought as a kid. I want to hear Kevin's kids' Can thoughts. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> what I want to. Well, isn't it funny now that like 90% of the time now that's actually true. Like if you, if you turn something off, like using a streaming service, then it will actually stop. Yeah, Ali was before her time, before yeah, it was invented. Was no, Nostradamus, yeah. Yeah, right? watching Croft Adventures. Did you catch that, Edwin? Croft Adventures? I don't remember that one. That's the Sid and Marty Croft. All right. Never mind. I'm the only old one here. Mm. Moving over to the social club, actually to the Teabagger page on Facebook. Don posted about us, and Edwin wanted to bring that up. So you have that up, Edwin? Yeah, she put a post that she said, listening to the Quitters Never Give Up latest episode, and I am so on board, all caps, with Eddie J. Miller's proposed Josie and the Pussycats reboot, placing Tara Reid with Lisa May as Melody. Perfection. And then she even posted a link from a song for the movie. So thank you, Don, for watching and being in simpatico with me on the Josie and the Pussycats reboot. Nice. You can be a scriptwriter on it. I'll invite you to produce. <laughs> I never saw the movie. Did you see the movie, Edwin? No, I was... I just knew they were making a movie, and I remember the old cartoon. I never saw it. And I think the tone they were going for was kind of be meta and make fun of these things, like product placement and commercialization and, you know, bands selling out. So I think that's a tone they were going for. I don't know if they were successful or not. What movie are you talking about? Josie and the Pussycats. The, I think that's the reboot? Yeah, the movie. yeah. They seem to be going for satire. I don't know how successful they were. So listening to the Ralph Report, the one thing that I miss about the radio show is that you get a daily dose of what's happening. So you, so a news story would break, and the next morning, Kevin and Bean was forced to talk about it. So Ralph talks about uh, Ray Liotta and his passing and the keyboardist from Depeche Mode. So I'll play that really fast. Boy, what a rough day yesterday was. We lost so many good people, starting with one of my favorite actors, Ray Liotta. Yeah, that was shocking. Passed away at the age of 67 years old. So young. Way too young. According to all sources, he passed away in his sleep, just went to bed and didn't wake up. It's just terrifying. Mm -mm -mm. But if you have to go, I suppose that's the best way. Yeah. Still, 67 years old. He's just newly um, 
engaged as well. He's got yeah. a new woman in his life. The whole thing. Just not expecting to see his name in the paper. Heartbreaking. Best known, I guess, still for his amazing work in the Martin Scorsese masterpiece, Goodfellas. Yeah. And he's now he's good. gone. Even the Chan- Chantrix commercials, he was good. <laughs> yes. He was good in everything he touched. He yeah. was just good. Just super talented guy. And then another blow to the music business, Andy Fletcher, known as Fletch to his bandmates, founding member of Depeche Mode, has passed away at the age of 60. Man. Mm-mm. Unbelievable. Uh, Fletcher formed Depeche Mode in 1980 with Dave Gahan, Martin Gore, and Vince Clark. Again, super talented, amazing keyboardist, uh, 60 years old. so young. Way too young. That's the beauty of having Ralph. He's more like a radio show than a podcast. That's why he calls it a, what is it, a pod, a broad, he doesn't call it, he calls it a broadcast. Broadcast. Yeah. Or, yeah. Broadcast. Broadcast. I don't know. Broadcast. Broadcast. Okay. He calls it a broadcast. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Wait, speaking of Depeche Mode, if you've read Richard Blade's book, it's a fascinating book. Yes. They mm-hmm. had that famous incident where Depeche Mode was at the record store and it was like a riot. Fascinating reading. Yeah. The Tower Records riot. But yeah, that's the podcast roundup. I think I'll go for a walk outside now. This has been another episode of Quitters Never Give Up. Was this episode 66? <gasps> oh my God, three 69 weeks. 69 is coming up. Um, ding. <laughs> Follow us on all the socials. Get in touch with us. Leave us a voicemail. Steve Stoneman, we hope you feel better. Um, bye-bye. Is, are we in a David Lynch movie? I thought we were doing like a fun little show here. That was sad, but it made me feel good. Yeah, it's cathartic. Cathartic? Yeah. It's cathartic. That's what it's good to be sad. Oh, that's good. Jerry Lewis doing Goldilocks. And so there were these three bears, and they all went <laughs> into place with the hay and the beds and the hard and the soft. And then there was porridge. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs>